Welcome to Beside the Burn for Friday the 24th of February, the third day of our journey through John's Gospel during Lent. And we're asking this question, what did Jesus say? And today we're coming to uh, the second chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 to 12. We're reading about the miracle of Jesus uh, changing the water into wine at the wedding in Cana. And we're coming to the phrase that Jesus says today, my hour has not yet come. So if you're following along in the book, you'll discover that uh, Adam Ramsey today begins by talking about the remarkable changes that take place at this wedding in Cana. We obviously think immediately of Jesus changing the water into wine. And he tells us that there's maybe about 700 to 900 bottles of wine that uh, are, are produced here in this miracle. It is a miracle of abundance. And it is the first uh, miracle that Jesus performs and that we know of of Jesus. But not only did he change water into wine, Adam tells us he changed an abundance of shame into an abundance of joy because there the bridegroom and his family would have been shamed if they'd run out of wine and if uh, they hadn't been able to provide for their guests. Jesus also changed the relationship that he had with his mother. Uh, Up until this point, Mary was obviously his mother and he would have referred to her as mother. But he refers to her in this verse as woman. And he's changing this dynamic that now Mary becomes a disciple of the Messiah rather than just the mother of Jesus. And he says to her, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. But the, the greatest change that weighed on the mind of Jesus, even here at the wedding, was the change of status that he had come to bring between God and sinful humanity. The change that he knew would literally, that he would have to die to bring about. And he is continually thinking about the day when he will go to the cross And he will take the sin of the world upon himself and he will die to provide forgiveness for sins. And that Jesus refers to as his hour. And he refers to it about a dozen times in John's gospel. Jesus says his hour. And he's thinking about the hour of sacrifice. And he is continually moving closer to when the hour has come. And during this journey of Lent, that's what we're moving towards. We're moving towards the cross. We're moving towards the sacrifice that Jesus has made on the cross. And Jesus is thinking about this hour. And the hour is... The most important point in his earthly ministry, because this is the whole reason that he's come to die on that cross. But also it is the most important moment in each one of our lives. What Jesus did on that cross for us. And Jesus is continually thinking about that hour. He's continually thinking about that moment when he will die for our sins and he will provide us with salvation.
And it's then up to us what we do with that are, how we respond to him, whether we trust in him or not. So here we are during this period of Lent, leading up to the hour of Christ. And here Jesus is saying, look, my hour has not yet come, but still he performs the miracle and he carries on. On the cross, the greatest change of all took place. Jesus wore our unrighteousness and in exchange clothed all who believe with his own righteousness. So, so many changes taking place here. And also, we have this idea of Jesus beginning his earthly ministry with a miracle at a wedding in Cana. And yet all of his ministry then leads up to another wedding, the wedding feast of the Lamb that we read about in Revelation. Because you and I, as followers of Jesus Christ, are prepared as a bride for Christ. And there's going to be this great wedding feast of the Lamb, this great wedding feast whenever we will be united with Christ after he returns. And that is what we're leading up to. So a wedding at the beginning and a wedding at the end and what Jesus does in between. From the beginning, Jesus knew why he had come. He lived to die. He walked towards the hour of his death. But then he walked through it, onward through the grave and into resurrection life, which he intends to share forever with you and with I. So let's pray together and then we'll read of this miracle in John chapter 2. Lord, even greater than making water into wine is the miracle in which you made me a Christian. Thank you for changing me. Thank you for all you have done for me in not changing your course toward the cross. Help me to live with grateful intentionality and an awareness of my final hour as I remember that the joy you have given me now is only a foretaste of what is still on the way. Amen. So let's read together John chapter 2 verses 1 to 12. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realise where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. 
What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for a few days. Amen.